home. It's where you build your legacy, where traditions are started, seeds are planted, meals are shared, and stories are told. We are Chris and Natalie Carpenter, owners of Story Real Estate, and our team of top agents helps people find homes in Moscow, Idaho, and around the country. Have you thought about a move? Contact us to get connected with a top agent who shares your values and puts your family first. Or reach out to us about our Moscow Relocation Guide. Wherever you're looking to go, we can help you find home. Call us at Story Real Estate or visit us at storyrealestate.com and start building your legacy. Putting off writing that proposal again? Yeah, we've been there. Proposal writing can be tough. It takes work. And if you're not careful, you can set up your company for failure. Well, that's where we come in. Smart Pricing Table is an innovative application that focuses on, well, the pricing table. Instead of a static document and constant back and forth, our platform creates interactive proposals that empower your prospects. Not sure if something is needed? Make it optional. Have complicated services that vary? Let your customer do the work with line item upsells. Have reoccurring services? Easy peasy. With Smart Pricing Table, you can create attractive proposals quickly. And our system is built for reuse, so you can get out of that hamster wheel. Give your customers choice and close deals quickly with Smart Pricing Table. <laughs> you, see, you see this? <laughs> he got a smile. He got a smile on Toby's face. See that? Hey, it's Beer and Psalm Wednesday. No, no. It's, it's Knox's back Wednesday. And Knox is back. I was going to say, Knox's Knox is, is back, back Wednesday. Also. That's all I care about. Knox you know, is back. He literally flew in and came in the studio Ooh, like 20 right. minutes ago and, yeah. and duct taped all the stuff that I broke while right. we were out and everything. I need more duct tape. That's on the order list. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Cross Politic. Pastor Toby Chuck Knox, I'm the water boy. It's good to be with you guys. We also have our buddy, Michael Thiessen, yeah. Liberty Coalition. He's also on the on the podcast, op- on the network, Open Mic. Open Mic. Open Mic. With, with Mike. With Mike. Open Mic with Mike. Who's the host? He's the host. Oh, he's the host. I see what you did there. I see what you did there. It was good. So make sure you be following him. (laughs) Check him out. Thank you. Thank you, Mike, for joining us. Good to have you. Hey, uh, don't forget. Classical Conversations supports homeschooling parents by cultivating the love of learning through a Christian worldview and fellowship with other families. They provide classical and Christ-centered curriculum, local like-minded communities across the United States and in several countries. And they train parents who are striving to be great classical educators in the home. For more information and to get connected, visit their website at classicalconversations.com. Again, that's classicalconversations.com. Hey, As, Pastor. Uh, yeah. did, did I leave and was gone for so long where stealing is something we can do now? <laughs> stealing? He stole my beer. I just took a little bit of beer. I don't need much today. He stole it. I don't need a whole beer and I didn't want to waste it. I want it. a council. <laughs> I want something done. I want 39 straps <laughs> on his back. Was, I, I just got off a plane. Did, did yeah. you not just say? <laughs> no, yeah, he did. Hey, he, ta- he just ta- beer. taxed your beer like yeah, that. I just, I just need a little bit. That's all. Yeah, I, everything, everything has fallen apart since you've been yeah, gone. Yeah, we're going to be praying about that. Cast these demons out real yeah. quick. <laughs> hey, uh, it's great. Gabe said we're really grateful to have Mr. Mike Tyson on. Mike uh, has over 20 years of pastoral ministry experience, including international teaching, coaching, and consulting experience. He has a heart for training and mentoring young adults and pastors in particular, advancing both church and cultural renewal. Uh, Mike serves Liberty Coalition Canada as the founder and president and also serves as a teaching pastor at Royal Spring Chapel now in Georgetown, Kentucky. Mike, again, 
Welcome back to Cross Politic. It's great to be on with you guys. I love laughing with you and and diving into to really serious matters. Uh, it, it, it's good to be with brothers in arms. So thanks for having me on. Absolutely. So, so I'm gonna bring some people up to speed here right, a little go. bit. So yeah, you remember last I year? Just got off a plane. That you guys got yeah. off the plane. Yeah. Toby just also, walked in. Yeah. We didn't really have much of a, a show prep for today, but but you, um, you did have you do have some of Knox's beer. I do. I do. Yeah. Just just a little okay. bit. Yeah. It's okay. Um, so uh, last year, Canada passed C four legislation. The C four legislation was right. um, yeah, basically, and we've, um, we've been doing the 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 um, sermons messages every January on his anniversary. Now it was, it, was, it was actually two years ago, wasn't it? Two years. Yeah, I've been two years. I, I'm, given, I'm sorry, that's right. I've given two. Um, well, yeah. it's been a whole year, but you've well, done two messages. Yeah. What, yeah. what are we calling that Sunday? Like, I don't know. Sec- Biblical Sexuality Sunday. We, yeah. we we try to do it every year, mid January, right. just to remind Canadian and American governments what the what the Lord's words about men and women. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Keep going, Tobe. And yep. but we're and we're and we're defying that C four bill. I mean, That's I'm right. doing. I mean, I, I mean, obviously, I'm down here in Idaho, but the whole goal is to stand with our Canadian brothers Absolutely. and sisters and mm-hmm. say, um, to the extent that that bill is attempting to. Um, gag Christian ministers yeah. um, and counselors, particularly counselors, tell, yeah. telling uh-huh. um, telling um, those who are enslaved to sexual sin um, the way out through Jesus Christ. That's right. Um, and repentance. Um, we we're standing up and saying we're not going to stop. Yeah. So it's really trying to stop real health care. Yeah. Right. That's right. That's right. So, so that was C four legislation. Now yeah. this year in Ontario, um, Christy. Wong Tam is a, a member of the Legislative Assembly of Ontario, and she introduced this this protecting two SLGBTQI plus communities act. And this bill is basically going to make it illegal to protest within a hundred meters of any you know LGBT event, basically library event, drag event, whatever. Which probably could be anywhere they want. Yeah. Apparently, yeah. Well, and all the definitions are subject yeah. to their own right. definitions and everything. Yeah. So, so here's Christy. Um, ta- Kristen talking about this legislation that she introduced last week. Okay. Firstly, it enables the Attorney General to create a 2S LGBTQI plus community safety zone to prohibit within 100 meters of the property any homophobic, transphobic act of intimidation, threat, offensive threats, offensive remarks, protest, disturbance, and distribution of hate propaganda within the meaning of the uh, criminal code. It also comes with it a penalty of $25,000 if prosecuted successfully. Wow. So twenty five thousand. Does that picture strike anybody else's odd? Oh, I, I mean, I'm just. Is Joker? A, Mike, a, a, you see this? There's at least three dudes in that picture. Jo- right? Jo- I, there might be more. I can't jo- tell. Joker's a co-sponsor. Is that? How it works? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Well, he's wearing Harley Quinn's clothes. Yeah. Just the whole thing's funny. all messed up. That's Ma- funny. So, Mike, is this is this just Ontario, or is this for for all of Canada? Or what, what's the story here? Yeah, so this is a private member's bill. So this has just been tabled. This has not been passed. This is just being tabled. And it is Ontario only. Although it's following suit from the province of Alberta that have already passed something like this um, in the city of Calgary. Wow. Where basically, you guys got to think about this in, in the context of religious freedoms, they're actually making these places as legally protected as right. what would be in the Canadian criminal code for entering a religious worship service. So uh, under our criminal code, I, I believe it's section uh, C-176, 
it talks about not being able to interrupt a worship service. Hmm. And so this actually goes beyond that Hmm. in enabling just someone to say, yeah, that, that guy dressed as a woman in a perverted outfit, teaching children how to be sexualized. That person has the same or greater religious protection than uh, a minister of the gospel um, someone going into a, a traditional, uh, uh, a, a traditional religion. Yeah. And, and, and Mike, um, you said that it, it protects this, the, the legislation you just referenced that's already in play for churches. It protects, you can't interrupt a worship service, but as we learned during COVID, unless you're the government, you're allowed to interrupt a worship service. Correct. Oh, Gabe, I'm so glad you brought that up. Cause I've been dying to, I, no one's asked me about that correlation yet, but like, yeah. This is absurd on its face. This is coming from an MP or an MPP who for the last three years has been cheering on the lockdown of our society, including the lockdown of our churches. Wow. So again, here is where the Emergency Measures Act or or the um, it was called the Reopen Ontario Act gave these type of activists the, the ability just to override criminal law and shut down the churches. So yes, this is... You know, you have a wizard and a witch and a Klingon standing on stage trying to tell everybody this needs to be protected to the same degree that a church needs to be protected. Yep. That That's teaching the values and morals of, of scripture and, of course, the, 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 the forgiveness through Christ and, and that real salvation. So, you know, it seems to me like, you know, they're doing this, of course, in the name of health and safety, too. So like the, the health and safety, you know, like we're like, you know, I don't know, three quarters of the way down the, the slide that's lubed up with, you know, Crisco. Yeah. Um, but like, you can't, you can't like, you can't say, you know, bill C4 that says that there's like a health and safety dimension to not telling a, a young boy that God made him in his image. And he, you know, he's a boy and uh, he needs to honor God in his body and in his sexuality and, and grow up and seek a woman and marry her. Um, you know, that's harmful, um, to their health and their well being. Um, and, and then if, if this is meant to protect the safety and health of, um, Klingons or whatever else you called them, I don't know. Um, the, uh, it doesn't seem like long that before they're going to, they, they absolutely can. The logic is, so why can't they go back to lockdown orders? Why can't they go back to saying, you know, your church is a threat to our health and our safety uh-huh. because you're preaching salvation in Christ and um, biblical um, sexual ethic. Are you seeing the same slippery slope? Uh, absolutely. Like we've talked about this before when I came on for talking about Bill C4, but if, if you look at the actual preamble of Bill or it, it says explicitly that the view that there are two sexes is a myth. <laughs> That's right. And of course, when you use that word myth, it doesn't say it's untrue. It says it's a myth, which, so it's alluding back to the fact that there is a creation story and it's outright undermining it. Mm-hmm. And then if you think about that, that's not just making a statement of religious truth. That's also making a biological statement. They're actually telling doctors that it's a myth. And so, so yes, this, this, um, unless, 
unless the world is about to return to truth, this has no stop. No. And if if I could just give for you, you guys a, a positive example mm-hmm. yeah. of returning to truth, you look at the Tennessee bill that just came out about um, protecting children. And it says this, the legislature determines that medical procedures that alter a minor's hormonal balance, remove a minor's sex organs, or otherwise change a minor's physical appearance are harmful to a minor when those medical procedures are performed for the purpose of enabling a minor to identify with or live as a purported identity, listen to this, that is inconsistent with the minor's sex. Then they're going to go on and actually define sex. Kentucky just wrote a bill, biological sex. Biological sex means the physical condition of being a male or female, which is determined by a person's chromosomes and is identified at birth by a person's anatomy. So so you're absolutely right. There's no stopping. And the reason why I use the word Klingon is not to be mean to these to these ugly looking guys who are very confused and 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 perverted and and need to hear the gospel and repent. But you're going that far. Like they're saying things like protect trans kids. And I and when when they say protect trans kids, you can hear that chanted, protect trans kids. And I think mm-hmm. trans kids, transformers, Decepticons, it's all fiction. Like <laughs> trans kids don't exist. You're literally talking about protecting a a, 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 a person or a, a group that is as fictional as the Transformers I grew up watching, watching. on TV. Yeah, yeah. No, that's really good. So, yeah, absolutely. So Mike, help, help me figure out something here. What's the play then? So you got this being presented you know, watching what happened in Canada with the pastors that did none of them really stood up. You had a small group of men that stood up, even after all the stuff has come out about the vaccines and that lockdowns really didn't help or do anything. And now you have this kind of stuff that's being put forth that's going to put put Christians back in the closet a little further than they were before um, and probably put a lock on the door and take them to a, a you know, some sort of camp for reconditioning. Uh, but what is the what is what's the play that, that you have that is going to fight this? Or at least have you had any pastors say, OK, this is too far. That's a bridge too far. Or what's the play? So, um, well, first of all, we've got a really big announcement. And um, our uh, one of our plays is we are we are taking um a local school board to the human rights tribunal for discriminating against a young man josh alexander who spoke up in his classroom and was um dismissed from his classroom and then eventually not permitted to return to class Um, we are taking um those um we're taking that that school board to court in order to further this discussion. Um, and so we've actually, tonight we're just releasing, uh, we're releasing the particulars of the case. We've filed the case uh, in, in front of Ontario Human Rights. Um, and and we're really trying to push this conversation. And you'll see, uh, if your listeners want to go to libertycoalitioncanada.com and, and, and actually go to Josh Alexander's case, they can download the particulars of the case. You'll see there, guys, that we, this young man, 
Osh really makes a statement that is in agreement with, you know, like the Nashville declaration uh, that many of us signed on biblical sexuality and, and, and those types of things. And, you know, we're taking the school board head on and saying, you can't do this to this young man. And, and we're giving the particulars of how he was treated in the classroom by his teachers and how he was um, dismissed from the classroom, how he was arrested by police. So that's one thing we're, we're continuing to foster conversation by by trying to push back in specific legal cases. Um, when it comes down to this protesting, their play is simply to shut down, yeah, shut down dialogue, yeah. Because you know, at these protests, it, you know, if, if there's a drag queen story hour, and fifty parents go to 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 condemn it, it's always peaceful. And the voices of the parents, the voices of the individuals are very often very civil. It is actually the trans activists. It's actually this LGBT queer community that is outright just, you know, in the same way that we saw with Riley Gaines, they're outright violent. And so this is, you know, Fox News just picked up this story and they took a few quotes from us. And this is like just a bare knuckle, a hard fist to the face to anybody who wants to oppose sexualizing minors. That's what this is. So, so we just continue to try to wake people up like you guys are doing, saying, church, pastors, where are the pastors to get up and say, this is evil. We got to protect these children. Uh, we got to continue to do that from the pulpits. And in the public square. So, so we had Josh Alexander yeah, on the yeah, show. He yeah, referenced Josh, yeah. Josh Alexander's case. Josh Alexander, if, you, if our listeners remember, he was the uh, evangelical uh, Christian kid who, it, during the pandemic, ended up at a Catholic school because the public schools were right. worse. <laughs> yep. And ended up at the Catholic school. And then the Catholic school started protecting um, the trans community or, or, or started allowing... Uh, open bathrooms, yep. open season in the bathrooms. And so he protested and let a little walk out and then got arrested through the whole process and so forth. And now he's been expelled and kicked out of the school. So, right. uh, uh, Michael's getting at that they're releasing a yeah. press release tonight talking about kind of it sounds like you're going on the offensive is really what you're doing here you're instead of playing you know um, playing on your heels you're actually going on the offensive here and one thing that I, I was kind of thinking of, about this whole trans thing that uh, Kristen's doing in Ontario and thinking about um, Josh's case uh, for, at the Catholic school and and to me there's there's kind of a pattern here in all this there's the you know at first it you know the with the homosexual community, we saw this in, here in the U.S. It was, it was first just kind of leave us alone, let us have our own lives. Right. You know, leave us alone. Just, just that's all we want. We're just asking you to leave us alone. Second one, and, and then it, it escalates to you must accept us as who we are. Okay, and this is just you know, hey, just why don't, why don't you just you know allow us to be who we are, accept us as who we are, and then thirdly, recognize our civil rights. You know, um, civil marriage, that kind of thing, and then of course they don't want just civil marriage; they want this. Yeah, but there's, not, there's already they're already lying. The, yeah, they're already they're, they're, they lying from the very beginning. And then fourth, it says uh, they now are uh, become a protected class. They want to be, which is what's happening in Ontario right now. Yeah. I I can't imagine. Uh, to me, the next phase. I mean, what's number five? I I can't imagine it's not violence against 
the religious community yeah, now. Right, right. And now you don't. Now, you, now you still refuse. After all these, we've asked you to leave us alone. We've asked you to, you know, accept us who we are. We've asked you to, you know, just recognize our civil rights. And now we're asking for a protected class. And now we're gonna, you know, like Riley Gaines, you mentioned earlier. Now we're going to beat you. We're going to hit you. We're going to get violent with you Shot if you, you disagree down. with us in yeah. public in the public sphere. What's number five, Mike? Oh, I don't know. Like, man, like number five, I, I got to look into my fictional world for number five. Uh, <laughs> it's not fiction buildings, anymore. <laughs> building, building space jets to come and blow up the earth. Like I, 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 I think it's guys. I think this is the issue and, and we know this. We've lived in such a time of peace that that men have not had to bear arms to defend children in many situations. So we're at this time, you know, uh, it's the older brother. He's sitting on the couch. He's been watching sitcoms forever. It's kind of got a bit of a beer gut. He, you know, he belches a lot and you say, Hey, what do you stand for? He's like, I you know, stand for everything you guys stand for. <laughs> And, and he's, and he's never been tested. And so you go, well, what, what if someone comes to the house and is, is going to do something to the family? What are you going to do? I don't know. Maybe I'll turn off the TV. Like (laughs) we're, 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 you know, we're untested as a church. And so some of our conversations are really uncomfortable right now and you can see it all over the place, right? You know, people are, I'm a Christian nationalist. No, I'm not a Christian nationalist and I'm a this and no, I'm not a this. And, and there's a lot of clamor in the church world right now because we're confused. And so when they get to step five, um, the church had better start figuring out some deeper the- theological understandings like the doctrine of interposition and like what it means, like just war theory. And I, I think really what's going to happen is segregation is going to happen first, like immigration. You know, people are going to go to places that are left. They're going to want to be there. They're going to want to say, I think you guys have seen in Idaho, yeah. all I think you got a lot of people coming to Idaho because it's a freedom state. Yeah. You know, we're, we're, you know, we're, we came to Kentucky for that. I think you're going to see uh, some serious migration. And then once people are in different sectional areas, you know, Ben Shapiro has been saying for years that he's concerned that you're, we're going to actually have a physical, no longer a cold war, a hot war. And the church had better figure out how we men in the pulpit teach our way through that. It's really uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Mike, what can people do right now with what you guys got going with the, you're dropping this tonight. Um, Can people go to a website to support you? What can they do to help out? Yeah, we could really use um, we could really use support in a number of ways. Uh, number one, once the press release goes out, uh, we're sending it to our friends and our enemies as well. So we're sending it to a pretty big media contact list. Uh, you can we, we need Christians to be praying. Uh, they need to be praying for young Josh Alexander. They they need to be praying for James Kitchen, our lawyer. They need yeah. to be praying for me and my family and for you guys. We we need to really just be praying that God would would continue to use his people to to call the world to repentance. Then number two, they can go to the website, libertycoalitioncanada.com, 
And what's going to happen in the, and, and they can sign up for getting our emails and that'll help them get these type of press releases. Um, you know, and thirdly, you know, you know, you, you guys are, you're trying to run a ministry and you're also trying to run a podcast, you know, we, we can use legal defense We're we're, we're really concerned that after this press release and the, and the fact that we name names that we're going to face a number of slander lawsuits. Mm. Um, and again, we've done this in a legal professional way. Everything has been above board. Um, the, what the document that we're releasing is public information. Um, so, but we're, we're kind of concerned. Like we're, we're kind of swinging, you know, in, in, I don't know about you guys, but in Canada, and in Ontario, teachers unions and teachers federations and right. school boards, they, they they swing with big bats. Mm-hmm. And, um, and they got you know, the taxpayer money to do it. Yeah. So we, we could definitely use American, good old-fashioned American dollars helping Canadian initiatives. And, of course, your Canadian listeners as well. Mm. Be praying for you, Mike. Yeah. You guys heard the man. Yeah. Liberty Coalition Canada. Yeah. Appreciate appreciate you, Mike, very much. Keep up the good work. Yeah, I wish I could stay on and laugh a little bit more. We <laughs> we, we kind of always fight, and I don't ever get to laugh and feast <laughs> as much. You so. were at that conference, so yeah, I know. We'll have to work that out. Yeah, yeah, we'll work that out. Just come to the studio, and then you can steal some of Knox's beer too. Uh, <laughs> oh, done like dinner. <laughs> Christian parents are tasked by God to raise their children up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. This is not confined to simply making sure they have a roof over their head and get their nose wiped. Rather, this task is the all-encompassing instruction of children. They are to be taught about this world in light of the fact that God Almighty has created and redeemed this world. Children are to grow up rejoicing in the way in which God has done all of this. So you're invited to join us here in Moscow, Idaho, for Grace Agenda 2023, Good Education in the Badlands, as we look to encourage Christian parents in the glorious task of raising their children to love and worship the Lord Jesus, to lead their generation, and to be the sort of faithful saints that can do the same for their own children after us. Registration is almost full, so you want to sign up now, today, at graceagenda.com. And if you can't make it to the conference, all the talks will be posted on YouTube, and we encourage you to consider donating to the conference at www.graceagenda.com slash donate. Mm. Good education in the Badlands. I better oh. sign up. Hey, you turned it up. Is it is it time? It is time. Yeah, it's time. Man, I missed a Be- few. Beer and Psalm. Oh, you're gonna do that? Is that how you gonna treat me? <laughs> Cheers. cheers. I was coming to give a cheers. <laughs> he just took my cup. Wow. Man. I didn't steal it. I took back what was rightfully mine, like mm. Canada's trying to do right now. That's man. Right, man. Right. See that, Canada? You just take it back take and it right back. back. Hey, take I back. was just saying the earth is the Lord in all fullness, you know? <laughs> yeah, That's right. all. That's all. And, and Knox was like, uh-huh, amen. <laughs> amen. The fullness thereof. Uh. That was my property God gave me to guard. That's right. Psalm 24 is the psalm of the day. This is a setting by our friend David Erb. The earth is the Lord's, and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. For he hath founded it upon the seas, and established it upon the floods. Who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord, or who shall stand in his holy place? He that hath clean hands and a pure heart, who hath not lifted up his soul into vanity, nor sworn deceitfully. 
he shall receive the blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. This is the generation of them that seek him, that seek thy face, O Jacob. So lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be lift up, ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord, strong and mighty, the Lord, mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, even lift them up, ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the King of glory. There it goes. Would you like some, game? There it goes. I'm good. I'm good. Okay, because I'm willing to give you some. <laughs> if you ask nicely. So, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Everything belongs to God. He is Lord of every square inch of this universe. Amen. But, the psalm asks, who shall ascend the hill of the Lord? Who can walk into God's presence? And if you've been paying attention, you ought to be thinking to yourself, wait a second, God's presence? That's everywhere. I mean, where's the hill of the Lord? Yeah. Well, every hill mm -hmm. is the hill of the Lord, even though in the Old Covenant it was pictured on the Temple Mount and in the tabernacle in the temple. Right. But all of creation is his holy place. Including the valleys. Yeah, and yeah. so and so, like, how, how do we even live anywhere in this place before God if we don't have clean hands and clean hearts? The psalm continues, only the one with clean hands and a pure heart can do that. Only that man can be blessed by the Lord. And so the surprising answer is then a shout to the gates to open wide so that the king of glory, God himself, might come into our city. The king of glory is the Lord strong and mighty, mighty in battle, the Lord of armies. He's coming in. Mm. So this, this, is a, this is a really striking psalm of praise underlining the fact that we can't ascend into God's presence ourselves. The earth is the Lord's. So we can't even summon his blessing for anything on this planet with our filthy hands and our impure heart. But the Christian faith is fundamentally not about man reaching up to God or somehow preparing ourselves for his blessing. If that was the case, we'd never get it. The Christian faith is fundamentally about the mighty God, the Lord God, the Lord of glory, descending into our messed up world, into our messed up lives. It's about the Lord of armies charging into our world, the King of glory entering into our flesh, our families, our cities, our nations. And so the cry goes up, open the gates. God is coming in. So we live in a particularly dark moment in American history, North American history, Canada, Canadian yeah, history right. in the West. But we serve the God of armies who comes. He comes down. The God of all glory whose glory it is to come at the moment when all seems lost. He's the God of the Exodus, the God of Gideon, the God of Samson, the God of David, the God and Father of the incarnate Lord Jesus Christ. It's his glory to come when and where he pleases, despite all the reasons why he can't, despite all our obstacles. It's his glory to do so because it magnifies his glory. It magnifies his wisdom, his power, his grace. So the darker it gets, the crazier it gets, we should all be thinking to ourselves, man, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. <laughs> like the Lord of glory mm -hmm. is coming. He always comes. He always remembers his people. He remembers his covenant. So we should be like the lookouts on the battlements of old Christendom. Busy at our posts, busy at the good labor of worship and work, marriage, family, children, grandchildren, mm -hmm. ministering to the saints, ministering to the needs of those around us, waiting for our king. And when he comes, 
reformation and revival will come with him. And this mm. is this is God's favorite play. I mean, yeah. He's done it time and time again in history where things look darkest is when yeah. salvation comes. Right. Yep. Mm. I miss that. I miss that. Mm. I really, really miss that. <laughs> I'm glad to be here. <laughs> Give me my beer. It's good to have you back, yeah. Knox. Cheers to the king. Don't don't do this again. Cheers <laughs> to the king. <laughs> if you're single, get married. If you're married, have you some kids. And if you have kids, go baptize them. Until tomorrow, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight, laugh, and feast. This is Cross Politic. Just sounds better when you say it. I know. Parents are waking up to the problems of the current American educational system. And when the Department of Education can't determine what a boy is or what a girl is, why in the world would any sane parent trust them with a math curriculum? We are regular Christian parents who found ourselves with children to educate. And we found that the options available usually fell into two categories. Either the education was, was good, but was lacking in the Christian department, or the Christian part was solid and the education was lacking. So we got a group of parents together and said, why not? Let's start classical Christian school. When I was first approached with doing the school, being a teacher as well as having my son be a student, I, I wasn't looking for anything different. And this came along and it has been just such an answer to prayer of, of little things that we didn't realize that the school would then give to our son that we didn't know we were needing. And uh, there were just a lot of uh, benefits to coming to school, the programs that people could offer, um, some of the areas where I'm not the strongest in, some teachers were able to do it. And then they asked if I would be interested in helping to teach, and I jumped on board. I began very skeptical, if I'm being honest. There have been a few days where, especially in the beginning, I wondered if I made the right choice. But it is the relationship and the fellowship that is fostered here that has taken away any of my hesitation or my fears. If you're trying to decide, is school right for my child? Is staying home? And, you know, I, I like that this kind of gives you a feel of both of those things. Like, I still feel in charge and in control of my son's education. Um, but I also know that maybe science is not the best thing that I can teach him. His science teacher comes in and can just help take that load from me and be able to help him. And it's, it's been great. Uh, we want to be the tool to help you achieve what we believe is the most important job in the world, training up your children in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. They may be future pastors. They may be future politicians. They may just be a dad. They may be a mom. We don't know what the Lord's called them to. And the fact that I get the honor of being able to be a part of that journey and their education. It feels perfect for right now because I'm watching my son love to learn. And I get that it feels like a risk to step out of what society says is normal because the normal thing is you put your kindergartner in school five days a week, eight to three, every day for the rest of their lives. And that's what you're supposed to do. But then you end up with an 18 year old that you barely know who hates every bit of school, who barely knows what they want to do with their future. And 
to be able to be a part of this. It's like I'm watching a dream that I didn't even really know was a dream kind of unfold. Our students love being here. Our teachers are excited. They are committed and they are here for the long haul. They're here because they believe in the mission. You have to decide what's most important to you. And what was most important to me is surrounding myself and my son with like-minded people who were ready to go to battle because that's what we're doing.